hour and that's an hour. Hello and welcome back to our family night movie night podcast. This is Cousin Joe. Say hi Cousin Joe. Ah. Say hi Cousin Joe dot wave. Oh, I like to wave. <laughs> Cousin Joe is waving to the audience of three. Um, I'm Aunt Deborah. And what do we watch today, Cousin Joe? We uh, watch season three, episode one of Winona Earp. Yes. We had not realized that the last episode we watched was the season finale. So, to answer our question, these are 12 episode seasons. <laughs> which maybe we should have figured out the first, uh, the first season oh. one. But also, you know, sometimes things are mid-season replacements or... Just, like, when a show just is on during the summer, sometimes it's short. Yeah, if so. it, it does well, sometimes I'll add an episode or two. You never know. Yeah. So, you can get 24 mediocre episodes, or you can get 12 really awesome episodes. Why don't I put 12 awesome episodes? It also does explain why, like, the last, um, I think, two episodes ago, because I was uh, re-listening to us today... Um, we said something like, they could have very easily stretched the story into two episodes, and they don't. And it's probably because they have short seasons. So, that makes sense. I, I was thinking about when we were discussing... Do you remember way back when, when they had the writer's strike? Yes. And all TV shows, like, if you were trying to collect, like... Back on DVD, you, you would, like, collect a show... And then there would be that one shit, like season that was really short. <laughs> because yes, way because back of in the, the day. writer's strike, or it had this like very long break. Yes. Um, so one of my favorite quotes in this episode is "Don't erp this up" <laughs> from Winona Waverly yes. to Winona. Um. They very helpfully told us it has been 19 weeks. Yes. Send this Alice Lab. Thank you. Obviously, the writers used their time machine to listen to our confusion over what the day timeline. it is. <laughs> like, was one day gone by? Has a week gone by? Thank you, writers. We don't know. Yeah, because between season one and two, it was like they're rescuing dolls or something. It was like the next day. Oh. If I remember correctly. So, it was very nice that we... we Thank know you. that they had enough time for Jeremy to actually grow the mustache. Yes. And I'm like, I know, I'm sure as a writer you might not want to just give out such like a blatant line. But sometimes your audience needs it. And in this case, we really appreciate it. And I'm wondering, I assumed when I first heard it that Doc is counting down how old his daughter is. Oh. And yeah. then he said something in the bar that made me think... Is he also counting how many days he's been out of hell? Like, because oh. they're the same thing. They are the same. Sort of. Yeah, I guess they would be the same. Hmm. Um, Maybe a day off, but pretty much. Yeah, like. pretty close. Um, also, I really appreciated that the masked bad guys that are in the saloon in the back they say, one. I assume they're, they're a bunch of residents. And yes. one of them says, all it took to break you was one friggin' pregnancy. And in my head, I'm like, asshole, I bet you'd be broken by like month one of a pregnancy. Anyhow, that was my 
moment to be angry at the patriarchy revenant guys. Because <laughs> pregnancy is so easy. That's all it took to break you. I think every woman's favorite online video is the one where they... Um, it's like some guys in Germany, I think. Try guy-ish. Where they hook them up to uh. the things to give them like the different levels of pain of, and they're like, why did I make my wife do this? <laughs> but like, they're like, this is horrid. And they're like, you're having period cramps right now. <laughs> they're like, you're kidding. <laughs> yes. This is why I don't cry for you when you tell me you have a stomach ache. Just. Just so you know, people. Um, yeah, kids pull that all the time with their moms, and we're we we gotta pretend like you know. Yeah, that's that's sad for you. <laughs> I'm so sorry, darling. So sorry. Um. So, do you want to talk about the Rockstar vampire bus with the purple haze coming out of it? Was this like? A Jimi Hendrix-inspired episode. I like that every single person was like, it's sexy smoke. Why? <laughs> <laughs> no one thought anything but this is sexy smoke. Not scary smoke. <laughs> yeah, not scary smoke. Not suspicious or weird. Just sexy. Just sexy. Alright, that's fair. Do you think that the smoke has some sort of, like pheromone inside of it it must but yeah i was like is pink is pink smoke now like stereotyped is it is it typecast it's only be sexy it only be sexy well some scenes it looked purplish to me and some scenes it looked pinkish to me but it was a pink yeah pinkish purple but i'm totally tiling this episode the purple haze episode um yeah i i don't know um so yeah, these vampires live by different rules than other vampires. They can be in sunlight. Yes. They had no rules. They weren't trying to, like, not massacre people. They did have to get welcomed into the triangle. Yes. Um, but it seemed like only the triangle. Yeah. So maybe they sort of... Yeah, that's not... So maybe the welcome rule... Still apply. Applies on a different level. Um, yeah. So that was, yeah, I'm always, anytime I watch a vampire thing, I'm trying to figure out what rules are specific to this type of vampire. And the other possibility, generally in vampire worlds, if you are a strong vampire, you can be in some sunlight. So if they can be in full sun, then that would make them, like, extremely strong vampires. But I'm just thinking that's just not a rule that applies to this yeah, type of vampire. Yeah, feel like it. Was a concern for anybody at all. Yeah. So. Um, so, was the lady vampire with the gold masky thing, was she wearing the gold masky thing because she knew Doc Holliday from a previous... I assume point in that's their life. why she was wearing it. Yeah, she had a very interesting outfit on. She had like a ball gown, but then 
like a men's disco jacket. Like she put it on. Well, it's like a tuxedo jacket, but it's sparkly. Yeah. I didn't dislike it, but you know, initially I was just like, oh, she got cold. Some guy gave her her jacket. Mm. Um, but they're in the desert and on the bus, and um, so maybe desert she's like, desert gets cold in the winter. That is true. You know, maybe she's just covering her body so he doesn't recognize her as much. So, like, presumably a lot of time has gone by. Um, and also her face is sort of covered. I was waiting until we realized that he knew her from the past. I was waiting for, like, the reveal of a bad scar or something. Um, how cute are Waverly and Officer Hot snuggling in bed? Very cute. And the, her bedroom has gotten much grown-up up updates in the last 19 weeks. Yeah, yeah. She's been painting. She's been painting, and Jeremy's been growing New headboard, hair. it looks like. New bedside table. Yeah. Maybe having a weird creep guy in her room, like, she wouldn't make a run Oh, that would make sense. Yeah. But. Um, and so these vampires seem to enchant you by touching you? Yeah, they touch your cheek and your... Yeah. Oh, yes, master. I was... The opening scene we had where they took the reverence outside. Like, like Winona, like, lured them out by... Falling out? Pretending to be drunk or getting kicked out. Yeah. Um, was very... The team seemed like they'd had lots of practice working together. Yes. Because even Jeremy was, like, in the field. Right. And, which, uh, Jeremy, the porn mustache. Why? Is it because you want to be like dolls? Well, like yeah. Doc. Yeah, like Doc. Um, so, Officer it's Hot. Horrible, horrible on him. Normally, I hate the mustache, uh, but. It had a very serious porn vibe to me. <laughs> I didn't love it. Um. Although, I do wonder if he did it so he had an excuse to ask Doc for grooming tips and just spend more time together. I'm uh, surprised he could grow that full. Hmm. Good point. Um, yeah, so even, like, Officer Hot and Waverly are, like, fighting about who gets to use the big gun. Yes. Which is also kind of a cute fight and probably a very... If I were the kind of lesbian that had a gun, I would have this fight with my girlfriend. Um, but, yeah. You know, because Waverly is, like, familiar enough with this gun, it does feel like she's been also involved in practicing a lot. And the two of them do make the comment, like, we haven't seen her this focused before kind of thing. So, I guess that's good. The, the team is in good fighting shape, and... Which I'm Cooperative. How many, I don't know, we took out four to eight reverends, I'm guessing? Yeah, we took out a few. And then, if they've been doing this a lot in the last 19 weeks, how many... Yeah, if there's... How many are left? Yeah. If we think there's only... 76 is our original number, but then there's some they were like, gray give, area. Yeah, they're like, give or take seven... But plus there are people okay. they didn't know about. I mean, let's say there's even a hundred. Yeah. If we're taking out eight a week, I mean, that's like 12 weeks of work and you're good. Yeah, but we're at week 19, so... <laughs> so we had some slow days. 
<laughs> That's fair. Plus, I mean, if you keep, like... They took out a whole bunch when she had the baby. Yes. So we should be getting low on revenants. We should be low on revenants. Because, yeah. Yeah. Like, you would think at some point... Like, I don't feel like... I feel like Winona wouldn't be taking a lot of days off. And she's trying to... She's going to all the revenants trying to find info about Big Daddy Guy. Who cursed Beauchard. everyone. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Sheriff Cootie. Yeah. So... Yeah, I like that you called him Sheriff Cootie. Cootie... No, what's his name? Cludie. Cludie. Alright. Like... Yeah. Yeah. Like the guy that used to be in ER. Oh, Clooney. Yeah. Clooney, yeah. But it's Clooney. Anyhow, but Cootie is better because it's like something you don't want. <laughs> I don't want Cooties. There we go. Um, and I really hope that's how they came up with the name. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Wynona makes the comment that Doc is only touching her if they're training and only talking to her if they're angry. Yes, but then she kissed dolls on the cheek after... Yeah, it was a the cute little fight. Yeah, holy moment. So yes, she needs to make up her mind. It's a little or flirty kiss. They have to all agree not to make up their minds. One of the two. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, like, yeah. me or bust. I don't. Yeah, it's definitely a little flirty kiss, and he definitely reacts to it in a like. Yeah. I'm. He he wasn't mad about the kiss. Yes, so. the whole team was, like, overly cheerful fighting demons. Yeah. Was, I mean, I don't know yeah. if the scene was to signify that they're, like, back on team mode again. Because they well, were they sort of... Well, they ended the other one happy. Like, they were, like, drinking the coffee and, like, okay. chilling. Alright. So, top team dynamics. It yeah. yeah, but that scene had a very Doctor Who vibe for me. Um, there is, um... Oh, yeah, because they're kind of more upbeat in that show. Well, not, like, there's a specific time in Doctor Who when you had Captain Jack and you had Rose and you had the Doctor and Mickey, like, that they would, like, team fight the monster kind of deal. And they were the dynamic, dynamic duo. Or not duo, dynamic, whatever. I can't remember. But, I'm trying to remember if Mickey was part of this gang or not. I think so. Um, but, like, they would go around doing things and they're very, like, I don't know. Like, a very chummy. Chummy kind of way. Friendly, team, family, joking around, kind of. So, you know how there's sometimes when, like, in this show and in other shows, the hero goes in and he's like, I can't take anybody else with me because it's too dangerous. I just had one of those on this last Doctor Who episode I watched. Right. So there's yes. that, which I feel like, you know, is when you're trying to make the playoffs and you use your best players. But then once you're in the playoffs, you might spend, you know, like for one or two games, you might put in your B team to give your best players a rest. Like, are these group fights before the Super Bowl or before the whatever the last game is? Like... Is the idea... Are they practicing for the big fight? Are they practicing for the big fight? Or is is the reason they're team fighting so that Winona doesn't have to do 
all of the fighting by herself. Like, she's mm. clearly the best fighter. But even if you're the best fighter, if it, you know, yes. you're going to get worn out. Yeah, and you need someone to watch her back. Yeah. Because she likes to drink and fight. Well, she has found the perfect job for her. <laughs> she really has. <laughs> also, I was thinking that um, when we start watching the new episodes, the season four episodes, mm-hmm. that I think are coming in June or July, um, we should drink whiskey while we watch it. I hope not to any specific words, because we will die. <laughs> okay, we'll just pour ourselves, like, one whiskey per episode. Like, I'm not going to take a shot every time she takes a shot, because that would be a hard-ass drinking game. That would be alcohol poisoning. <laughs> um, sure. Um, I don't know if I've ever had whiskey. You've never had whiskey? I'm, I might have. I know you're a rum and coke gal. Have you tried it in my Crown Royal, the Crown Royal, the Apple Crown Royal? That's a whiskey. Oh, I might have, okay. So. Yeah. Not that I was a fan of that, but yeah. Yeah, it's, I'm not crazy with the Apple. Now, the Maple Crown Royal, that's the shit. Okay, when you go to Crazy Crepes, the Maple Macaroons, amazing. It's the best macaroon I've ever had. Really? Yeah. I think I'm butchering how you say that, but the little French round things. For those of you listening, we just transitioned to talking about a restaurant called Crazy Crepes in Austin, Texas. Or Crepe Crazy. Yeah, it's on Lamar. It's good. It's really good. Yes. So if you're in Austin, Texas for, say, the Egg Lift Festival, make sure that you make a stop at Crazy Crepes. Or QuiltCon that's next uh, weekend, the 20th of February, I think. What's just next weekend? Of course. Yeah. Or a couple weeks ago, whenever you're listening. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think this episode will be slated to air March 9th, question mark. Because I just re- rebooked all of our things. So, or scheduled all of our releases. Okay. Sorry, podcast business. Okay. Um, what else do you need to talk about? I have several notes of Jeremy's mustache, just so you know. <laughs> and how much I don't I like have it. A, my favorite line was, Jeremy's going, your thoughts on Twilight? <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> uh, I love Jeremy. All right. Yeah. Um, that was very good. And I would have loved to hear the answer. <laughs> yes. 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 So. Um... Um, can I tell you about my favorite Buffy scene? Is this, sure. Is that appropriate? So, there's a episode where some, like, vampire worshippers are, like, running around the club dressed up like what they think vampires would look like. And David Boreanaz's character says to Buffy something like, Ugh, we don't even dress like that to this room full of kids that are dressed up like they think vampires look. And then in the background, one of the kids walks by wearing the same shirt as David Boreanaz. It's so funny. It makes me very happy every time I watch it. Okay. Sorry. Um, Gold Mask Lady. Oh, Contessa. That is her name. Contessa. Um, so this party, the vampire yes. worshipy party... Is that the same place where Bobo had his party? I think so. I think they only have one party place. They have one party place that sort of looks like the farmhouse where the cannibals lived from the outside. I don't think we saw the outside of it in Bobo's episode, but 
In this episode, we saw the outside of it, and it's all lit up, and I swear, it looks just like the cannibal's house. What? I mean, um, but not as fancy. Um, anyhow, while they're at the party, Waverly leans over to Officer Hot and says, my spanks are riding up on me. You cannot tell me that Waverly needs spanks. She does not. I don't think they even make spanks that small. They do. Because, like... Why? For people who somehow want to, like, have a unnaturally smooth body for under their clothes. I mean, I admit, I have become a recent fan of wearing the compression gear. But I'm a 40-year-old Midwestern lady. Like, I'm not a Waverly. Apparently, spanks will are very great for actors or anyone who's accidentally bought a dress size too small because they yeah no they actually yeah I've been um, wearing them yeah it's yeah it's it it is it does the job that it needs to do it's for me it's great for the blouses where like your boobs are so big that they like separate where the button is oh my god yeah that is what they are perfect i have like a spanx tank top and it's perfect for that designer seriously with the button okay (laughs) yes there should be a little snap there i guess i could sew one on myself but i was like if i buy the next shirt up then it's way too big if i buy the shirt that fits me everywhere else then you see my bra or if my undershirt or whatever so but if i wear the compression thing the blouse fits me correctly. So, that's that's what I have to say about that. Um, yeah. Also, when they... When Winona... I don't understand, and they try to explain at the end. Like, Winona didn't succumb to the vampire. It did not tell us why. It didn't really tell us why. I don't think... They she, guess that Peacemaker... Protected her. Yeah. And I don't remember her getting touched by the vampires. Do you remember her getting touched by the vampires? No, because she blew the first one away. Okay. So I don't think she But I mean, did. everyone else, even like the vampires got close enough to touch them. Like they were not apprehensive. And like, um, mm, the head sheriff, Nedley. Yeah. Like he said, oh, vampires, it's about time kind of thing. Like, I mean, he did let them in. But also, like, he knew immediately that they were vampires. Maybe once they touched him, he knew that? I don't know. Or, yeah, maybe he... Well, he said that after they drove away. Yeah. And the the other guy was on the ground, so... Yeah. And, like, he, you know, I mean, I expect him to have some knowledge of supernatural things outside of just revenants. But... And then also... Jeremy knew, but I presume that's he's, black badge. he's part of, yeah, should have been part of his Black Badge 101, Black Badge, I don't know, recruit yeah, camp, was very, camp. very excited about getting to use his vampire kit that they gave him on first day of yeah. Black Badge training. <laughs> Which was lovely. He, he had like a goodie in his eyes. Like, we get, he to, did. Use, <laughs> we get to use my vampire kit. <laughs> It's like a manual yeah. and everything. <laughs> yeah. Pictures. <laughs> yes. So, 
Yeah, that was exciting. I love that there are pictures. <laughs> it looked just like my McDonald's training material. It looked like every training, like, it was very well done. <laughs> uh, yeah. Good job. Prop people, yeah. Good job, prop people. For sure. Um, yes. So, Contessa, Spanning, Three oh, that's what I wanted to comment on. So, initially, Winona goes to the homestead... And Waverly comes down, kind of wearing Waverly clothes, and looks like a nighty robe thing. And Winona, I think, shoots one of the vampires. And then out comes Officer Hot and Jeremy, dressed in, you know, dressed up. But they, between her hairstyle and his beard and the clothes... For a second, I thought it was two other vampires coming into their room. Like, I, honest to God, didn't recognize Officer Hot for, like, two or three seconds. seconds. And I was like, oh. You know, I thought she was about to get attacked by these other two vampires. So, I felt a little silly. But also, just the versatility of Miss Hot. And I like it. <laughs> Who we learn is a vampire... Survivor? Yeah. Could be vampire cult survivor. This might be her origin story and sort of why she's been like, you know, she's been more on the ball and, you know, pushed Officer Nedley, you know, to know about the supernatural things. Also wonder if does, um, Dolls know that about her? Like she tells, we see her tell him. Mm-hmm. But does he know that oh. on some level, and that's why he gave her that file? Like, has he seen her name somewhere before kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. And I assume this is why, like, she had the panic attack when she saw the scarves. I want to say scarification uh, or the carving into that one Person. person's back. And what is significant about that symbol, because we see it on her back, and it's sort of similar to the way the bodies are laid out on the floor... What does that symbol mean? Well, she said it was laid out like Sheriff Cootie Clootie used to do. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, does Dolls know more and he's just, like, letting her figure it out? I don't know. He probably knows as much as she does. He's read the file. Like... Hmm. Okay. My... question with the I have several but uh, when we meet our guy has risen or whatever yeah, and the lackey is killing the one lone vampire guy okay. at the end right so you read that as Cludie and a lackey that's what I thought it could be two lackeys I kind of read it as two lackeys and then we haven't seen Cludie yet but I'm going, how did you already get, like, how did you get lackeys? It has been 19 weeks. But still. I think he must be very charming. But he's missing a hand and was last we saw trapped without help in a basement. I still think he just must be very charming. Like, he's had three wives. That at least two of them got along to a degree... And he got elected sheriff at some point. Yeah, like, I think he's, like, that kind of, um, 
you know, they say that, you know, Clinton's very charming and uh, people that shall not be named. Um, but, you know, that, like, they're very good at making you feel like you're the most important person in the room when they're talking to you. And I, I think he's, like, that kind of charmer. But. Possible. That's, even if he's, like, maybe psychically doing it somehow until his body recovers. Because they did, like, the women, the the widows were going to try to feed him a baby to make him get power again. And does he need something like that? And Bobo's going to bring him Waverly. Yeah. And so are they... And the, and the vampires were going to give him... The old town members. Yeah, the old town members. Which is like, I mean, these are pretty powerful vampires, it seems. And so they must... You know, Cludy must be more powerful than they are. Almost sound like he started them, kind of. Maybe he is a vampire. They said he couldn't be killed. That's vampire-ish. Yeah. We'll find out. Probably this season. But then, yeah, then why would the widows not be vampires? We haven't talked about Mom at all. No. Yeah, so we find out that Mom... Is in an asylum slash prison thing. Prison. Yeah. So, for doing something. So, she didn't abandon her girls. She just got taken away. Right. And, and yeah, she hasn't had a parole hearing in eight years. Because she doesn't want to let out. Right. But Which all, is not normally how the law is supposed to work. Right. But also, we saw Winona a couple of episodes back talked to her mom and it looked like they were like out in the open so his mom was she visiting mom and this was just like the yard yeah I don't or does mom slip out now and again I don't know I yeah I was I was going for like it was just a yard visit maybe but yeah so many questions yeah, and they were sworn to tell Waverly that Mom ran away on her own volition, not... Whatever she did. Not went to jail, or mental health jail. Um, so, yeah, it's... Yeah, so, like, legally speaking, you would have to have the a hearing. Like, just to be like, they have... Do not qualify at this time, or yeah, are not mentally fit for this, or something. Yeah, the whole thing. Because otherwise, the paperwork is going to get somebody in trouble. <sighs> and a lot of the paperwork that they get to see is redacted. So maybe it won't. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> of course, just shredding things have gotten people in trouble. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm curious to see what's going on there. What other questions do you have? The f so we have... Doc has has spent 19 weeks not really talking to Winona. Uh -huh. Unless he's angry. Uh -huh. So she's keeping him angry. But then after they kill the vampire people, he's all flirty. Oh, yeah. 
And he says he's gotten back something that he thought he lost. Is he talking like his immortality? Did like she bite him? In? Like we know he escaped a stripper pole, which she's right. like, I'm not being turned on a stripper pole, <laughs> like which is great. <laughs> nice yeah. little piece of gymnastics there. I thought maybe it had something to do with Contessa herself. Mm. Like it sort of re-sparked his romantic energy. Yeah, he was having like a little PST moment in the um, shorties earlier when he was... Oh yeah, he fell asleep at shorties. And he's like, not how far or something. Yeah. Which like, I'm amazed at the... So like, Winona and him stayed up all night training, and then they turn around the next day and they're fighting. You know, he does fall asleep at the bar, but it's just like... You can't be that good of a fighter on zero sleep like that. Yes. I mean, I know that we see it happen in movies and such. And, I mean, under extreme circumstances, maybe your adrenaline kicks in. But, yeah, your body really doesn't work that way. You know. Especially, like, post-babiness. Oh. Like, she should... Well, I mean, she's 19 weeks out. So that's lots of healing time. But, like... Yeah, like, and you can't, I mean, she can train, and she can be fit, but I'm going, you're, like, especially, like, the weeks right after, you, your bones have to stitch back together, like, you need to. Yeah. I'm wondering if, did Contessa give him, like, just the will to fight again? Like, is that? Could be. Kind of, you know, like, he. Did she have her own magical jewelry she could give him? Yeah, I mean, did it just, like, reignite his, you know, he realized he had a fire for life, I guess. I don't know. Oh, that could be possible, because he, before he, he, I don't know, he's always been very into life, and then he's had that take, like, seemed to be scared of dying, but then they threatened to kill him, and he's like, ah, like... Yeah, because when he was human the first time and he had the lung disease thing, like, he probably, you know, he probably knew he was sick and knew he had to just do whatever because he wasn't going to live that long, you know. And then he was semi-immortal, so he had no fear, and now he's kind of whatever he is now. I'm worried about his hand on a hardcore level. Like, you're going to get gangrene. That the is... hand should have healed. We don't understand why it didn't. Yeah, it's been 19 weeks, man. Yeah. Hmm. Good question. Um. Yeah. So, who do you think... So, what's your interpretation of the last scene with the car accident? See, I thought it was Bobo saving... Waverly from the car accident because I thought I saw for coat but he's also supposed to be at the bottom of a well but that was also 19 weeks ago so that's true I read it as she was being kidnapped or she thought maybe that person was trying to save her and she's yelling my sister my sister if it was Bobo she would be yelling Winona like she's yelling my sister so she doesn't recognize the person. She doesn't, yeah, recognize whoever's doing this or 
that whoever's doing this, she knows they don't know Winona by name. Um, so, which makes me think it could be the mom, because she may not recognize the mom. Especially Is the like, mom allowed to wander free like that? I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, and I'm wondering if this person, you know, it seems like Waverly thinks this person is trying to save her. She's not saying, no, don't take me. She's saying, go back for my sister. But, to you know, I think she's kidnapped. But The mother is talking craziness and hearing voices. Yes. And this is purgatory, so I'm assuming they mean something. And she said a line about, uh, you're going to kill, get Waverly killed, or you're going to kill Waverly or something. And then they had the car accident. I'm like, oh no, is she actually going to kill Waverly through, by a car accident? Or something like randomly stupid like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, she looks away for like a um, second, yeah. but not, not, doesn't seem like that long, and it doesn't seem like that busy of a road, so it makes me think that this car accident was... Intentional, somebody aiming for them so that they could kidnap Waverly. Because that's Poss- how you get to... Yeah, possibly to feed her to Flutie. Poor Waverly. Poor Waverly. Always getting kidnapped. I was finding the filmography, like the the play on the colors in this episode interesting because... You had Winona and Doc all playing in, like, fighting in black. And Waverly comes out in her PJs in, like, this fluffy, feathered, white coat. And she looks more angelic. Like, it was a lighter versus darker kind of... Constantly. Yes. And they really are always showing her as, like, the pure one. Yes. She's always... They dress her in the lighter dress. They dress Winona in a black dress and a coffin. Like, they yeah. full-on. Fair enough. Fair enough. So what do you think is going to happen in the next episode? I'm assuming we're going to have a hunt for the sister episode again. Yay! <laughs> hunting for the sister. We're just hunting for a different sister this time. I feel uh, like we've hunted for Waverly before. Like, have we? I feel like she's kind of kidnapped at least once. Probably. She might have been possessed by something at the time, but you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know how hard it's Rigo our hand <laughs> Right. Who else could we possibly kidnap? Because we, we put Officer Hot through medical Trauma. problems, so we kidnapped her medically, essentially. So... And they kidnapped dolls. And poor Doc, they don't seem to care when they kidnap him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's in the stripper bus. He had, was tortured by that one guy with the knives for a couple days. Like, Oh, yes. And why don't have said, oh, yeah, we're keeping the stripper bus? I don't remember her seeing the stripper bus. So somebody must have told her about it. And they've got to fix the pole. <laughs> oh, yeah, they've got to fix the pole. That's fair. Um, but I want to know what her plans are for the stripper bus. Is our team going on a road trip? <laughs> I would love them to go around fighting Dementors, or not Dementors, <laughs> Reverence, N.A., either. 
in a in a stripper bus that says Bloodsucker on the license plate. It's like an awesome version of like the A Team van. I was thinking so, more like Scooby Doo. <laughs> oh, I was going with the A Team van and then like any of the vans from the drag queen movies. <laughs> That's where I was going with it. That would work. What do you think's gonna happen? Um, I, I'm going for an ode to Priscilla, Queen of the Desert episode. With <laughs> That's just what I want. And then we'll, we'll put all the boys in, in, in outfits and it'll be great. So have you read, watched anything else interesting this last week? I finally finished Too Many Catherines. Awesome. I know. I'm... Thrilled. I even read the um, appendix at the end, and he has very funny acknowledgments as well. But I had to read the appendix at the end because there's math through the whole book, and you know, and the author says, you know, my buddy who's a math expert helped me. Yes. And this is he wrote like this explanation part, and even that explanation part is really funny. Anyhow, so. You should listen to, watch, read, read Too Many Catherines, and also read the appendix. It's it's humorous, and it explains the math in a way that people at my level can sort of, of math skills, can understand. Um, so, I enjoyed that, and I, like, because I'm very easy for me to read nonfiction and very difficult for me to read fiction, I enjoyed that this book intersperses some nonfiction facts because the main character is a prodigy. So something about that made this more palatable for me. So the um that really thin book is on my desk, you'll have to take it to work tomorrow. Get yeah. The yeah, I got to I got to work and I was like, shit, I don't have a book to read. <laughs> we were actually busy enough that it didn't matter. It wasn't a big deal. But so I watched two things on PBS, which I always forget. Like I love PBS programs, but I forget they're a thing. So oh. we don't have cable, so like yeah. but their website has free PBS stuff. Yeah, I have the PBS Kids app on my phone now because I wanted to watch Mr. Rogers stuff. <laughs> it's a good fall asleep show. The uh yeah, my kids at school when I taught we had PBS on the tablets then they play games or whatever but or watch episodes of yeah and it has like all the Mr. Rogers you can go back to the real old Mr. Rogers it's great yeah I watched um Leftover Women which I'd seen like what is that snippets on YouTube and then someone in one of the comments was being an ass and then someone else was being helpful being like oh this girl's okay a watch the documentary on PBS and I'm like there's a whole doc like Apparently, what I thought was, like, a ten-minute clip is, like, an hour-and-a-half movie. So, um, it's about... China has a very weird dynamic to me. Like, it's fascinating. Because they have millions more men than women, but they have no term for single guys that can't, like, find a girl. But they do... Any woman not married over 27 is left over. Like... How do you even end up with a leftover person? But that's fine. Well, and we won't talk about gay rights in China. Oh, yeah. Well, 
and they had the, they're following three different women, and this one, yeah, this one poor woman, because the scene I saw on YouTube, she, her parents, one person in the comments, there's always that one person that makes an asshole comment, but then you want to, like, yell at them, because, like, if you had watched it, because they're like, it's selfish of her not to pass on her genes. She's her parents' only child. I'm like, she's one of five. What? Where did you get only child? Like, her sister's yelling at her <laughs> for not being married and having children. Like, because the parents, even though there was a one-child policy, I know country had less restrictions on that, but, like, they're out in the country, and they wanted a boy, and they had five girls. So, and they're like, the dad was like, well, an educated girl will be like a boy. So she's a lawyer in Beijing and very pretty. Like, I'm like, going, you're hot, you're successful. Oh, you're smart. Like, yeah. And she even says, like, she, it seems like she's seeing a therapist or someone. She's like, my life would be great if it wasn't for this pressure. Like, I always feel like, and like, and she, her parents, every time she goes home, her parents are nagging her to get married and like it, but it shows her going on dates. I'm assuming she's not telling her parents about where the guys are, like, a, just not a good fit at all. They're like, oh, I won't be the dominant one, or or I couldn't have my wife work, or what, like, random... Honey, I'm not yeah. going through law school to not work. <laughs> yes, but so she, uh, yeah, she ends up deciding to study for her master's in France. Hmm. And it shows her on her little bike going from class. And it's like, yay! Like, happy ending. Yay. Hopefully she's... And her family are safe from the virus and <laughs> all the things. But... And the, some of the other couples... It was very interesting. Their whole thing. Like, this one girl wanted... Um, she clicked with a guy at one of the government-sponsored dating events... And her mother's like, but he's not from Beijing. And the girl's like, I'm 28. Like, I need to get on this. And the mother's yeah. like, you're not left over yet. Like, he's not good enough. And, like, they have this huge fight. And this one lady, her husband, she ends up getting married randomly. Like, she pregnant, married, and moving cities and jobs, like, in the same year. Yikes. Yeah. So she's... She's pregnant while planning the wedding, and her mom's like, that's... But apparently her dad felt ill while she was. Um, when she was supposed to be, like, right after she finished school and she was starting to look for a guy, her dad felt ill, and she had to take care of him. Ah. So she didn't think it was going to happen, but then this... And she's like, and I was worried about taking care of my mother, so I was looking for a job to go back to this town, this other city, and this guy went, well, I'd be willing to move there. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, she, they're doing all of it at once. Cause, but apparently they're, one of her friends was like, I read a thing about 40% of marriages now, the men are younger than the women. Because there was, like, men were being picky, and women are being picky, but everyone's being picky, but then they're going, oh shit, there's not enough people. I can't be like, interesting. Yeah, I find it very odd that the men are so picky when... I'm sort of There's surprised not that this hasn't, I mean, I don't know, I don't know really much culturally about China, but I'm interested to see, will this develop into, like, 
whatever it's like polygamy but with a woman instead like is that something that their culture would allow for i've seen i've seen several things on this and it's interesting because i saw the same interview with the same guy from the marriage market twice and they translated it for two different like news agencies and one was like made it seem like there weren't enough women and one seemed like there weren't enough men and I was like what what no like is that a bad oh they were like because one they were like oh women are left over after 27 and like they're not going to find anyone and will die alone and the other one is like like they need um all these men are can't find anyone because there's not enough women and it was very weird I was like I saw them back to back, but they're by different countries' news agencies. And I was, but it was like the same guy footage. I was like, what is going on? So either it's a bad translation or they're intentionally translating it that way because of For the audience. For some sort of story, yeah. It was very Interesting. odd. And the, um, and the one was talking about there's a problem of women getting kidnapped and reamed, air quotes, to married to somebody who pays. So there's a... Ew. Yeah, there's like a trade thing going on. That is sex trade stealing thing. Like they're talking about missing... Like how many people report their wives missing because they don't end up where they're supposed to and get kidnapped. Wow. Well, yes. I mean, anytime something's in high demand and low supply... Yeah, and they're also... They showed one guy who he saved up his money to go to some other country and convince a girl to come back with him. And then she's, like, they interview her, and she's like, this is not where he said he lived, like, because he's in the middle of the country nowhere. and Oh, not. and But he's like, I need to marry so there's someone to take care of my parents, and, like, because that's culturally what's expected. The daughter-in-law takes care of the parents, and... <laughs> Wow, and how much money did he spend doing that? Like, yeah, seems like I would want to be honest in that situation. But well, it was like they saved up for him to buy a bride, kind of scenario. Yeah. Oh wow. Very. Yeah. Some that kind of makes me think of um, is it Bridges of Madison County? I oh, want... where the the soldier. Yeah. yeah, the soldier bring you know brings home this wife who is like a metropolitan French wife and. You know, now she's out here in the country. Yeah, which I feel like happened a lot. Because where the people were stationed was more city than... Yeah. Yeah. But um, the other interesting thing I watched on PBS was uh, about the first romance writers in uh, England... Hmm. And it was, the first one was Pamela in 1740, written by a guy who owned a printing press. And he had two females, his wife and his niece, that would, like, read it every night. Go, like, what happened to Pamela? What's going on with Pamela? And it was so popular that there was merch for it. Wow. You could buy a mug with Pamela on it. And apparently there, someone did, like, drew scenes from the book and you could purchase them and apparently when it got to the scene where Pamela gets married at the end people were like running to their church and like pulling the bell they were so excited 
Oh, that's so cute. So I'm like, oh my god, like people have always been crazy for books, but I just I yeah, find but, that. I mean, I think about. I think about people... Oh, yeah, did you appreciate the um, Jane Austen reference in this yes. episode? I thought you would. <laughs> and then they mix up with Jane Austen. I was like, oh. Um, you know what? I think about movies and TV shows and visual things having posters. Yes. I even think about musicians having posters, but I don't think about books having posters. Having fan art, yeah. Or having fan art. And now I'm imagining my favorite book with fan art and I'm you're digging it I'm it's, digging it it probably exists somewhere it probably exists somewhere I'm sure and what's interesting is I only owned one X-Files poster and it was a poster that was the cover of one of the X-Files novels called Ruins anyway but yeah I find it interesting because we think of fandoms as very like current and we think of older people as proper and it wasn't that way yeah and i just love that because apparently this printer guy i'm trying to remember his name but i won't uh he uh the whole thing was interesting the whole hour was very very interesting about all of them but he was especially interesting to me he apparently knew that romance novels were popular in france and he wanted to introduce them into england so he wrote the first oh. one like and it became all the thing. All the thing. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. And I'm like, like you can be reading your Pamela with your Pamela mug. And your with your Pamela picture on the wall. Which reminds me, yeah. the John Green book that I read is the one of the mini, what do they call that style of book? Uh, I don't remember. Pocket book or, yeah. Yeah, it fits in your pocket. It's like a little bit fatter than your wallet. It's made on the real thin paper like a Bible. Yes. And instead of being... A left side from... and a right side. Yeah, it's a top and a bottom. And I did enjoy reading it that way. Um, we and I was... all of the John Green books that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, for several reasons. One, it was just, you know, a lot of times I won't bring my book with me because it doesn't fit in my purse or whatever, and so I didn't have that excuse here. But also, um, sometimes when I'm reading a book that's a left-right book, I lose track of where I am pretty easily. And because this was the top bottom, so it's essentially like you're looking at one page, that I didn't have that problem as much. And I was wondering, as, I mean, as far as I know, I'm not dyslexic, but I was wondering if dyslexic people would like that better. Like that format better. Because, because of the layout, you know, because you can't accidentally, like, read all the way across and end up five paragraphs ahead of where you're supposed to be you know like you're supposed to be at the bottom of the page and you're really reading the top of the next page like so I was I would be curious to see if that was any better the print is kind of small so it might not be great in that regard but yeah so the yeah basically I'm recommending those two things on PBS and and we and then I binge watched that Netflix thing that told me to watch <laughs> <laughs> Don't you hate it when Netflix is right? Well, and I, I, I watch like mostly documentaries on Netflix. Like I try to be very pure on mine, and then on Mark's, it's like whatever. The trash TV. Yeah, it's the trash TV, which is fun. I you know, cut out my trash TV, but you know, yeah, it got me. 
And then I... See, I, I watched yes. the first episode with you, and I, I mean, I liked it enough to want to watch the end of the episode. What was it called? Love, Love is Blind? Love. Yeah. Which I really wish was actually about blind people falling in love. But, <laughs> um... Uh, well, they said Ray Charles wasn't, like, he was still picky. Like, he wanted, he would feel a girl's wrists to tell if she was fat or not. That's my chiropractor yeah. in Indianapolis. He always said, he said, when he took women on dates, A, he's like, I always took them to the beach on the first or second date. So that you could look at their bodies without actually having to get them naked. Mm, okay. And also he said that, like, he said if you can't fit your hand around the woman's wrist, she was too big. Or ankle. I take that back. Ankle. He had pretty big hands. Okay. <laughs> but, because I'm like, my hand does not go around my ankle. But, yeah, that was his test, was to, like, put his hand around a woman's ankle to, like... And I don't know how you casually do that. But, and if it couldn't, if he couldn't like touch his fingertips, then she was out. And I was like, "Are you serious?" Like he's a good chiropractor, a little bit, a little judgy on the size thing. Cause he always, like when I would lose weight, he would always, you know, he would notice. And when I would gain weight, he'd be like, "You know, Deb, your back's not gonna hurt so much when you don't have that weight," which is true. But I don't think that was like. Yeah, now you're... Now I'm... Yeah. Right. Like, I have really thin ankles. Okay, <laughs> but have Mark put his hand around your ankle and see if his fingertips his touch. I don't feel like his hands are that much bigger than mine. They might be. I haven't, like, measured I, his hands. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But that's what I got about that. Um, so if you want to see somebody's body, but <laughs> you don't want to get them, have to get them <laughs> naked, go on some sort of beach vacation or beach yeah. trip yes it was supposed to be an experiment like i was very confused if they knew that they weren't seeing each other going in or not because one guy was it, very into it but then like saying it was a, he wanted to test the hypothesis but then when they were announcing it some people seemed surprised yeah they seemed surprised also they all were kind of dressed up for that first episode and yes. i'm like and I called it. I was wondering how long the pajamas would take. And it, it was, was not long. <laughs> it was not long. Because so. really, yeah. <laughs> At a bare minimum, it's going to be blue jeans and t-shirts. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. The leggings and the wearing the yeah. blanket all the time came out. Yes. Yes. Um, oh, I have two instances of damn near see-through leggings. In the past two days for me. Um, to the point where you could see the person's underwear. One, excuse me, was at the gym. Okay. And, we like, she had a long shirt on, but... And we were at, like, the women... There's a women's room that, if you prefer, you can work out in the women's room. She was in the women's room, so I assume... I'm like... That she knew? Yeah, that so that, you, you know... Tell her? <laughs> well, and, like, nobody in the women's room is going to care. So, I noticed, but I was like, I would, you know, just like, I would have felt embarrassed for her if, like, guys were staring at her or whatever. I did have a uncomfortable incident with shorts at the gym that, you know, because, like, I had lost a bunch of weight and I hadn't gotten new shorts yet and my shorts were, like, droopy. Yeah. It's not pleasant for anybody because I was doing this thing where you bend over and you push a thing and it's no good. Anyhow, um, basically I flashed everybody in the gym my bum. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... 
Additionally, um, at work today, there was a woman with these very thin leggings that were thin enough that, like, they were just one step up of the really dark tights. Like, mm. and the shirt, it wasn't like a long shirt that hits you between your thigh, between your knee and your hip. It was like, short. Which we were talking about that the other day, weren't we? The company that had the... Yeah. Yeah. We were 